Our philosophy here on Two Teas in a Pod is to use English in its most natural form. Therefore, occasionally a bad word may slip through the net. This episode contains adult language. Welcome to the podcast, Two Teas in a Pod. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Two Teas in a Pod. Welcome back to Two Teas in a Pod. My name's Tim. My name's Katie. And we're back with another book club. So we've decided to, and rather than doing uh, short stories, mm. we're going to read a whole goddamn book. Oh my God, how are we going to do that? Well, we're going to break it up into chunks, like two or three chapters at a time. We're going to record little short episodes where me and Katie will discuss the book, um, discuss what's happened in the chapters, Talk about some vocabulary. Yep. Make some predictions about what we think is going to happen next. So the idea, like the other book club uh, episodes, is that you read along with us as a student. Or if you're a teacher, you can use these episodes. Or read before listening to the episode. Yeah, definitely read the chapters that we're going to talk about before listening to the episode. And if you're a teacher listening along, then maybe you could um, use this specific book and set the podcast episodes as little... Bits of homework, refreshers, um, after your students have read it. Which book have we chosen, Katie? We have chosen by Richard... Osman. Thank you. Richard Osman. Richard Osman, The Thursday Club Murders. Is that the title? (laughs) (laughs) The Thursday Murder Club. The Thursday Murder Club. (laughs) Sorry, I dropped you in it. You really did. I was like, wow. Okay. Um, the Thursday Murder Club. The so Thursday it's a Murder Club. Massive bestseller in the UK. Very popular, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Step- I love a murder mystery. Yeah. Do you like murder mysteries? I do. I love uh, murder mysteries and. Have you read anyone that's uh, anything that's uh, recommendable that you could recommend? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think now. Okay. I'll, I'll, while you're thinking, I'll recommend one that I've yeah, read. Yeah, you go. Um, Magpie Murders by Anthony Horowitz. Which I enjoyed, Magpie Murders. Mm. So yeah, how about you? I kind of like, I haven't read a lot of murder mystery fiction, but I've watched a lot of murder mystery shows. My mum's a big murder mystery uh, Agatha Christie fan. And my wife's a big Agatha Christie fan as well. Who isn't? Exactly. It's great. It's so good. So Richard Osman is a uh, comedian, TV presenter, TV producer, and this is his first ever novel, and it seems to have... It's pretty good. Successful and it's good. Yeah, I was I was gripped by the first uh, two chapters. Yeah, and it's funny as well. It's got some nice comic yeah. elements, and we think it's a nice light story. Yes, it mentions things it's like got murder in it, but murder and people getting stabbed, but in kind of a light-hearted way. Yeah, <laughs> in a light-hearted way. Yeah, <laughs> and it's quite easy to read. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think it was um, too challenging mm-hmm. uh, in terms of level. But there's some interesting vocabulary in there that could uh, that could uh, help you improve. Yeah, definitely. There's nice informal vocab, and yeah. then some like because it's set in Britain. There's some little bits like cultural references to things in in the UK that might be useful or interesting to students as well. I would say probably C1 students and up, mm-hmm. um, but high B2 might be able to get something out of the book as well. Just might be a bit more work for them. I'm actually using this book with a group of pensioners. So, well, they're from 50 to 92, um, and they've all got high level, so at least C1. 
um, and it's a class where they like to read a book bit by bit over they're, the course they're, of a year. They're zooming through it from what you said. Yeah, they're reading it very quickly and enjoying it a lot. So, so we're going to take a look at chapters one and two today. Welcome to the podcast, two teas in a pod. So, Katie, what was your impression of the first two chapters? Okay. So let's talk about chapter one first. Um, it's a bit mysterious. We don't really know what's going on in chapter one. Yeah. I like how the um, the it says part one. So obviously this is going to be split up to several parts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the title is Meet New People and Try New Things. Which, is that not from like, um, it's not from somewhere, like from another book? I think of how to... Make friends and influence people. Am I thinking of that? Maybe. Huh. But it's like, you know, something because the whole book's set in a retirement village. Um, so it's people who have retired and yes, they're true. living together in an area. So maybe it's something that they always say to... Meet new people and try new things. Maybe it's the tagline of the retirement uh, village. The, yeah, they're, they're trying to convince old people to, to socialize. <laughs> live in this village. And, you know, you will meet <laughs> new people and you will try new things. And... So we kind of, we open up with uh, something from, it says Joyce is the first mm-hmm. chapter and we we um, we hear Joyce's voice as it were and mm-hmm. we hear her t- talking about how she met Elizabeth and um, it's, <coughs> excuse me, I was a little confused by this. I was, yeah. I was like, what, where are they? What is going on? It kind of drops you straight into the story. Yeah, like halfway through a conversation or something. Mm-hmm. So it's Joyce, this woman Joyce, trying to discuss the topic of stab wounds. Yeah, which is a bit like comes out of nowhere. Yeah. So you're straight in there Surprising. with somebody being stabbed with a knife, uh, attacked with a knife. And Joyce has lots of questions about how long it would take someone to die. Um, <laughs> to Elizabeth. So we assume Elizabeth is someone who knows a lot about these things. Maybe. But then Eliz- is Elizabeth not asking Joyce about things like this? I thought Joyce was asking Elizabeth. Oh, God. Elizabeth asked me to imagine a girl that had been stabbed with a knife. I asked what sort of knife she'd been stabbed with. Elizabeth said she probably just had been a normal kitchen knife. Mm -hmm. John Lewis. John Lewis is um, a department store in in the UK. Mm -hmm. A big department store. Big posh place where you can buy knives, among other things. Mm -hmm. It's a funny line because it's like (coughs) she's saying... That the night that the John Lewis knife is a very important part and central part of the story, <laughs> which might it might be it, yeah. it might be. Well, it just obviously shows tells you something about Joyce that when she pictures a kitchen knife, she pictures a nice John one <laughs> from an expensive <laughs> posh shop, and and cares about those things. Those <laughs> things are obviously important. Yeah, it says a little bit about her character, mm-hmm. and I also like the detail of her saying her dabbing at her mouth with a with a. A handkerchief before she answers mm-hmm. to make her look more sophisticated. Mm-hmm. She's like, doo, doo, doo. I'm going to start yeah. doing that. I'm going to get a handkerchief and just dab my lips. Yeah, like lightly brush them to clean them. Mm-hmm. And then answer. Yeah. So it's these two older ladies in a cafe, right? And they're Ooh, sat are discussing. Are they? Why did you say that? Well, because there's someone else, Bernard, who is set on, sat on a different table. They ask Bernard later. Okay. So we get the idea that they're sat in a um, maybe even a cafeteria. Cafeteria or like a living room in the in the old people's home. Mm. Um, and she's got. And they had a. This is what I found funny. They had. Um, uh, they don't know what forty six kilos means because mm-hmm. they they use the old weighing. Yeah, imperial system. measurements. Imperial, yeah. thank you. So you imperial measurements of uh, stone. 
stone, pounds, ounces, and inches, and things like that. How did you did you did you grow up with the metric system? Um, well, I think they were just changing it over. So it's, it's a common thing that old people in the UK struggle with is that half the things have been switched over to metric mm. and half the things haven't. So, um, like I we remember, still use miles in the UK. Yeah, definitely. For for long distances, we use miles. But then in things like construction, I used to work in a builders merchants where people came to buy construction products and mm-hmm. things, and they'd switched everything over to metric. Mm-hmm. But then the older people would come in and give me some and say things like, "Oh, give me some two-inch timber." Two uh, oh, it's not timber. two inch anymore. It's uh, five centimeters, <laughs> and they'd be like, "Oh, what's this?" <laughs> so what's you have this? these what these less? two older ladies trying to figure out how uh, much yeah. forty-six kilos is, and they initially say twenty-three stone, which is like over a hundred kilos. Yeah, oh, that was quite funny. Twenty-three stone would be yeah, very very large person. <laughs> And yeah. then they see the picture of the. I used to weigh myself killed. in stone. I grew up wearing myself in stone. Me too. But then, now I have no idea how many stone I am now. No idea. Well, now that we live in Spain and you have to go to the, the doctors and things here, you need to know your. Yeah, true. Measurement. So I thought that was quite funny. And so, then yeah. Bernard knows. <laughs> That's quite funny. It's, Bernard knows. It's great the character of Bernard. So the man, old man sat in the corner doing the crossword. Um, reading the Daily Express, which is a tabloid newspaper, seems to have the answer to everything. So mm. he immediately is able to convert metric into uh, imperial. Um, so yeah, we get to meet these characters, but in a kind of a strange way. But we're immediately setting the scene that you know they are interested in stab wounds and murder and things. And yeah, not your typical maybe not your typical older people. I do I do like the kind of <laughs> they do talk in this chapter there's like lots of <laughs> thing reference to old technology and things like fax machines. Mm-hmm. Do you remember fax machines? Yeah. They were so exciting. I remember I some being a sent a fax of someone that had written like a handwritten message mm-hmm. to our mm-hmm. house and fax that was really special. so cool. Well, it's like Back to the Future 2, where they thought that everybody would have fax machines in all their houses. That was their prediction of the future. Was that, was that, that was 2016, wasn't it, Back to the Future 2? 2015, they thought they would, no. we would have. Was it 2015? Oh, maybe it was. Yeah, that's why they went forward to 2015. Um, and they thought that you'd have like a fax on every wall. Fax machine. Fax machine on every wall, which is like, well, I guess it's kind of true, but the fax machine is our phone. Exactly. Who needs a fax machine? <laughs> and then um, she goes on to express that she's actually a nurse, and mm-hmm. a retired nurse. Yeah. And she gives some. This is where I think she was giving some advice. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been. Fun, I would have been. Oh, hang on. Yeah, you're right. So Elizabeth, she's giving us some information about how long. Yeah. Well, um, quite well, quite Joyce. And then she said, with an, she had another question. What if the girl had had medical assistance? So I think there was some. So they're discussing a case of uh, a girl who's been stabbed to death and they're trying to figure out I know, the time of death or how long um, it would have taken her to to bleed out and die. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no, it's a nice, nice topic of conversation nice. around, the, around the dinner table. Exactly, for her first chapter. Um, and then... And then I like this, the the last couple of sentences of the chapter. Then she said, are you ever free on Thursdays? 
Mm-hmm. And that, I believe, believe it or not, was the first I'd, I'd, I had ever heard of Thursdays, mm-hmm. which I thought was quite funny. Yeah. Because, definitely. of course, it's not the first time she's ever heard of Thursdays, but that's what it sounds like. Yeah. She knows what Thursday is. Which is introducing she's that there's something very special about Something Thursdays. about Thursdays. So it definitely hooks you in the first chapter. You're like, I want to know more about these characters. I want to know what the hell they're talking about. Yep. Um, it's a bit gruesome in a way, talking about being stabbed in the stomach and things like that. <laughs> I know. But it makes you want to find you out You know, more. these are different. These people are different. Yeah, exactly. These ain't your typical old ladies in a retirement home. Mm-hmm. That's what we pick up on a bit in the second chapter as well, because we have uh, a policewoman, uh, Donna, Donna De Freitas. De Freitas. Uh, who's going to give a talk, a talk on security to old people in the old people's village. Um, and she's expecting it to be the same things about keeping your windows locked, checking people's ID when they come to visit your house. Mm. Um, and she's, it's a talk she's given a million times. But you can tell this is not times. something she's into. No. This is the very first, the first couple of lines. Donna DeFritis would like to have a gun. She would like to be chasing serial killers into abandoned warehouses, grimly setting, grimly getting the job done despite a fresh bullet wound in her shoulder, mm-hmm. perhaps developing a taste for whiskey and having an affair with her partner. Yeah. I really like that kind of yeah. typical kind of cop show. Romanticized. Romanticism like, of the whole thing. She's like, she's got into police work <laughs> with this idea that she's going to be like this, this grizzled kind of detective. Grim, grimy. Yeah. The, the, the fun stuff, I guess. Mm-hmm. You see on cop shows. And she's realizing that she's going to have to work her way up to that. So she's or, got to start. Or, or that's not. not the reality at all. I mean, yeah. who knows? So she's got to start by giving talks, talks to, old, to people. old people about safety. But how are the old people in this retirement home different from the normal talks she gives, Katie? Well, I mean, they are like, we don't know. We're not going to give our pin number to Nigerian princes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can we even say Nigerian? Is that, that's what they say, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and then they're like, but what about, we want to know how they can break into breaking through windows. Is that not the question they ask? Um, I feel like it's more of an interrogation. Yeah. So they're um, basically like, don't tell us about ID cards. Don't tell us about um, window locks and things like that. We already know all this stuff. We want to talk about much more, I don't know, dangerous crimes yeah. and things like that. We want to talk about the real stuff. So Get we hear down that. to the real good stuff. Yeah. So we hear a hand shot up. So she's just starting her talk yeah. in a very boring, her boring normal way. The hand shot up at the front of someone puts their hands up um, and wants to ask about... Yeah, more interesting things. I think this is Dear, Elizabeth. I think we're all hoping this t- won't be a talk about window locks. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, and then we kind of get to know some of the other characters. So yeah, they start to. We emerge. know Elizabeth and Joyce already. Donna's the detective, and then we've got Ibrahim. Mm-hmm. I had a question about that name. Where's that name from? I don't know. Okay, I think it's. A Arabic or Middle Eastern name, of Middle kind. Eastern version of like Abraham. Ibrahim, it's yeah. lovely. I, I it's like. It's a very it. nice name. And then Ron. Ron. Ron, Ron sounds Ron. great. So Ron's the um, socialist who's complaining about Thatcher and <laughs> um, things about sort of uh, illegal shootings by police and things like that. So you can immediately get the idea that Ron, this old man, is a very much a left-wing agitator, let's say. <laughs> um, he seems fun. And yeah, Abraham is a very well-dressed uh, Middle Eastern man who um, 
seems to be well there's a very funny bit where he later on when they're having uh lunch Ibrahim knows or he's been told many times that he looks younger than he is mm-hmm. um and so he's asking the the policewoman how old do you think i am and then she looks at him up and down and says his skin's very good and then she looks at his hands and mm-hmm. says that the hands are always the thing that gives away your age and so she immediately says 80 and he's like oh yeah i am 80 <laughs> but i know i look younger i, I know look I 74 look doesn't he say yeah oh, that's for the pilates. Not a big difference mate <laughs> so you get an idea of the characters you know ibrahim's very i do also like the fact that she thinks she's thinking about riot training having to use riot training in this old folks yeah. home when they all start asking <laughs> lots of questions and <laughs> derailing like everything a bit uh yeah yeah um, i like that so I think these four characters are kind of established as the murder club. Yeah. I think they're the ones we're going to be following. And it's a good mix of interesting characters. Yeah. Definitely. And they all start talking about how they hate each other. What, where's that bit? Yeah, so later on they're saying they're a bit of a... Um, like, like she's really annoying. and <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Christ's love, no, we're not friends. Yeah. Uh I'm Ron. Ron is very difficult. Elizabeth's manner is off-putting. Yeah. Uh, I've been an acquired taste, she says. Mm-hmm. Joyce, everyone likes Joyce, and then Joyce goes on to say, uh, "We are friends, of course. This is just this lot are just a little slow catching on," which mm-hmm. I liked. Yeah. As well. But they all admit it, no? Like Ron says, "Yes, I am. I, I am difficult." And yeah. And they like they all acknowledge it, and then they mm-hmm. all acknowledge that other people they've already had this conversation. They've probably had conversations like this in the past. Yeah, definitely. maybe even arguments that mm-hmm. they've all conceded. And I like the idea that they all know each other quite well and yeah. know each other's faults and benefits and things. Yeah, and I, I like the way that yeah, you immediately get that sense of them as like a, a group, um, even though they're like quite diff- different. Mm. And then I like the way that Donna, like the policewoman. She's she, she's invited to have lunch with them, and they're there opening two bottles of wine at quarter to one in the afternoon. <laughs> and she's saying, "Oh, this isn't so bad, actually. It's not so bad." I like the fact that Ibrahim keeps going on about his uh, keep fit routine. Yeah, now. yeah, his Pilates and his. <laughs> and then swimming. the last line of the chapter is, "What is this place?" Yeah, like that. Yeah, like she doesn't she doesn't know what she's stumbled upon. It was exactly. completely unexpected from these older people. Yeah, not th- stereotypical old people. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think it draws you in. I mean, I just read these first two chapters, but I wanted to immediately read more. So yeah, they're all pretty charming, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, um, why do you think Joyce and Elizabeth are talking about stab wounds in the first chapter? I don't know. I think maybe they're looking at like some old case that you know they're obsessed with solving things, and they're like trying to get to the bottom but of. then Joyce is not yet in the Thursday Thursday club yeah so maybe it's some sort of initiation thing where Elizabeth's like got her tempting mm. her with some information saying you know yeah. got her interested and she knows that she's interest. she's a fellow person who's into solving murders and things like that okay mm-hmm. um what do you think uh, what do you think is going to happen next what do you think they're going to get up to I think that I think that they're going to maybe talk about a few murders, but I think there's going to be something happens and there's some yeah. murder, real life murder that they're going to get involved with somehow. Mm-hmm. And Donna's going to be indeed doing exactly that, you know, bursting into grim crime scenes and yeah. 
maybe having sex with her partner. Who knows? <laughs> they'll, they'll be doing that, but she should be doing that with a bunch of old people yeah. at the same time, <laughs> tagging along, yeah. and they'll they'll all get into peril somehow. But yeah, I think each so. one will bring a strength to the table, and they will they'll become a crime fighting team. Yeah, I think so. It's, it seems to be set up that way, right? It's like the foreshadowing, like you're saying, of them. Yes, she will end up. Ibrahim will be the uh, the really fit one because yeah. he does you know he swims all the time. Yeah. Uh, Joyce will be the the. Uh, Maybe she will save someone's life because she knows the doctor nursing. who comes yeah. in, the forensic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A scientist. Yeah. It'll become forensics. CSI, but for It'll old people. It'll basically become old people CSI. Yeah. It's slightly funny. What do you think is going to happen? I think the same. Yeah, it's going to be them actively fighting crime and getting into. Various scrapes and things. Indeed. Should we take a look at some language? There's loads of lovely, like, informal, kind of colloquial, quite UK-centric language as well. Yeah. There's some good stuff there. Really good. And it seems to be full of it as well, because it's a lot of dialogue. It's a lot of people talking. So it's like actual useful phrases that people use, I think. Um, Let's take a look at chapter one to begin with. Mm. So um, there's a section just oh, if I can find it um, something where uh, I think Joyce says something like uh, I wondered if she knew what I was on about yes so it's a very common expression it th- is in the UK to say what are you on about what are you on about what are you on about means what are you talking about exactly to what are you referring <laughs> exactly what yeah. do you say now <laughs> <laughs> it's really common right if you don't understand what someone's just said to you like a friend, it's yeah. very informal. Yes, but you can you can also say, uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, I she keeps going on about something. Yeah, means to persist in a conversation. Yeah, it's like talking and Continually. talking, and talking. Yeah, oh, she keeps going on about oh uh, the what happened the other night, and it's just oh, it's really annoying. <laughs> yeah, example. Yeah. <laughs> or like you could say, uh, while the teacher was going on about uh, mm-hmm. vocabulary, I was. Not paying any attention. Yeah, I was on my so phone at the it's back. Like, like something is, it's almost like something's continuing in the background. Yeah. But it always refers to someone talking. Yeah. Persistently. You say, oh, they're going on and on and on about, something. if you really want to emphasise it. Exactly. It's a good expression. Another good one was uh, get the hang of. So I think it's Joyce again talking about getting the hang of writing, um, writing a book or writing a, a case file or something like that. So to get the hang of something mm-hmm. is to like start to understand how how to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, so you could say, I don't know, maybe your first class if you're doing a sport, if you're doing something like, I don't know, playing tennis or mm-hmm. sailing or surfing, you say the first class, oh, I haven't got the hang of this yet. I don't understand how to do mm-hmm. it. And then slowly you can say, oh, I'm you getting... You get gradually better. I'm getting the hang of this now. Yes. I've, I understand how it works. I'm getting the... the For example, reading the in English, you, mm-hmm. might not ha- you might not have the hang of it yet, mm-hmm. but you will get the hang of it. You can say yeah. get or have the hang, can't yeah. you? Yeah, I think so. Good, I've just got to check. We use it quite a lot. I use it quite a lot in the like continuous as well. Oh, I'm getting the hang of it. Yeah. Ah, I see how this yeah, works. That's true. Yeah, Mm-hmm. Or things like it took me a while to get the hang of it. Yes. When I was when I first started surfing, for example, it took me a while to get the hang of it. Do you surf? Yeah. God, you do everything. It's good fun. Surfing's great. Um, 
Another good one. So patch up can mean to to fix a wound or like maybe mm-hmm. put a bandage on it or to clean it and then fix it up and uh, and, yeah. and wrap it up. Exactly. To patch. Um, anything else interesting in that chapter? Um, it's quite a lot. I think there's one expression that's quite good in chapter one, which is quite useful. Your guess is as good as mine. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It means I don't know. I don't know. I don't know any more than you know. Mm-hmm. I know like... the same as you know. Exactly. Is it going to rain tomorrow? Your guess is as good as mine. Well, your guess is as good as mine. I don't know. You know You know my response to that question? Is it going to rain tomorrow? I'd say Google it. <laughs> so in chapter two, we had some nice language. Um, we had to work her way up. You know, we were talking about uh, Donna. Yeah. Um, and how she's starting off doing these talks in old folks' mm-hmm. homes. But yeah. she wants to become a super detective. Yeah. So she's got to work her way up. Mm-hmm. So you've got to start at the bottom and you've got to slowly... Get, get the hang there. of it? No, I don't know. Yeah. Can you get the hang of a career? I guess so. Maybe. I don't know. I shouldn't confuse them. You also talk about, they also talk about cold callers. So people who um, try and ring you up and try and sell you things. Yeah, or come to your door as well. Yeah, cold callers. Try and it's typically like they call you even though you've had no interaction with these companies and they call you and say, hi, I'm calling you from Vodafone. I really <laughs> want to improve your package. It's so annoying. These Go are away. Cold callers. Leave us alone. Um, another good expression is a free-for-all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so this is when they're talking about the context of uh, the talk. So she's, so Donna starts giving her talk. Um, and then one person, Elizabeth puts her hand up and asks a question. Then suddenly another person puts their hands up, another person. So it's like a and free-for-all. And Donna loses control. Free-for-all, yeah, is when whoever's in charge of a situation loses control and so it's a kind of a chaotic situation where anyone can say whatever they want or grab mm-hmm. whatever they want mm-hmm. you often see free this for all, it buffet yeah a buffet restaurant yeah can be a free-for-all mm-hmm. it kind of has that meaning of like it goes chaotic so it's a bit chaotic and it should be quite restrained and mm-hmm. you know controlled but so, it ain't but it ain't exactly uh what else we got there's a nice one. Ooh, all the mod cons. That's all the nice. mod cons. The mod cons. Mm-hmm. Mod cons are like the modern conveniences, I think, yeah. is the full expression. Mm-hmm. So anything that is. So we've got all the latest technology all the latest in a technology, place. It's all there. So you could say, ah, oh, my new car's got all mod cons. It's got. Built in Google. Yeah. Built in GPS. That's what I mean. And like. Do I mean built in Google? No. <laughs> well, maybe built in Google. So. <laughs> maybe built in Google. Um, and like electric windows, they're not very modern. <laughs> electric windows, yeah. Oh, he's so with the times. The you can tell neither of us have cars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we don't know what goes in a car. There's a nice expression that's kind of not the expression that exactly as it's used. We were talking about it earlier when Donna guesses Ibrahim's age correctly. Um, it says the wind departed Ibrahim's sails. Because it's kind of like he went, oh, you guessed my age he correctly. Deflated. So the actual expression is to knock the wind out of someone's sails. This is when you say something or do something that deflates them or that makes them lose their enthusiasm, makes them go, oh, okay. They're kind of disappointed. Yeah, they makes them disappointed. Yeah, well, maybe they were a bit like feeling a bit arrogant or something and mm-hmm. then you've put them in their place. Exactly. They've lost enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. So that was some good expressions, I think. Yeah. I, I'm excited about reading the rest of this book. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good one. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. 
yeah i'm really looking forward to it i think it's an easy book to read um quite accessible for lots of people um so those are chapters one and two next time we're going to take a look at chapters three four and five indeed um so make sure you read them that's your homework yeah read them for homework um look up some of the vocabulary we've talked about Mm mm-hmm and then we'll talk about that. And write a review on one of our social media pages. Yeah. Pretty much at Two Teas in a Pod and pretty much everywhere. Exactly. Or if you've got any questions about any of the vocab or if you, there's a nice little expression that you find that you liked particularly. Leave a comment. Send us send us a... Drop us a line. Drop us, Send us a line. Send us a line. Then drop <laughs> us a line. Then send us and drop us a line. Well, anyway. see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Welcome to the podcast, two teas in a pod. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast, two teas in a pod. Thanks a lot for listening to the show. I'd just like to thank everyone involved in the two teas in a pod team, specifically Ben Ward, our wonderful producer for recording and editing all of the episodes. Also, Mark Wilding for designing our logo and all our branding. Um, Lisa Marie Court, Bernice Ray, Vicky Milena and our own Katie Wright for singing our jingles and all you lovely listeners for listening along. And of course to the wonderful Katie Wright, my wonderful co-host. Bye!